Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of your favorite football podcast. I'm Pat. Alongside me tonight is James. Uh, Rayson is not with us tonight. He is, well, I know what he's doing, but I don't want to embarrass him in front of all of you. So he's busy. Uh, tonight is just a mess around episode. We're going to chit chat a little bit, you know, bring up random stuff. Um, nothing really scheduled. It's just all off of the dome. So, uh, of course, we're going to look up stuff while we're doing it just to kind of chit-chat back and forth. But, uh, yeah, nothing really planned tonight. It's just a uh, random chill episode that we're just going to talk about random stuff about football. But first things first, um, wanted to bring up John Madden, the passing of John Madden. Rest in peace to him. He deserves Nothing but all the respect in the world, and, you know, he lived a good life. I believe he was 85 years old when he passed away, so lived a good life. I mean, great coach. Uh, a lot of, you know, his family members came out and said that he was a a, a great person overall, so, you know, he seemed like a, a genuine human being off the field as well, too, so. You know, it's always sad to lose someone, but he did live a good life, though, so. Yeah, I mean, 85 years, like you said, Pat, that's a good life, and, uh, I mean, and the amount of things he's known for, I mean, obviously, we know he was known for coaching the Raiders back in the 70s, um, uh, I mean, obviously, leading them to a Super Bowl win, I think Super Bowl 11, if I don't recall, and a blowout win, um, and mm-hmm. then, obviously, we know the iconic scene of him getting carried off the field. Um, and then obviously with Pat Summerall in the, in the broadcasting booth, I believe Monday night football, um, was the main thing. Obviously we all know the Madden bus, right? The famous Madden right. bus because he was terrified of flying as, as the story goes. Um, so, and then you had the Madden game, which ultimately is the lasting. I mean, obviously his legacy in the world of football will always be everlasting, but the fact that the video game, that would the younger generation from here to when we have kids and then hopefully when they have kids, um, we're old, you know, grandparents. Um, it's still called Madden because John Madden was, is a, he made a huge impact in the game of football. Um, and I think, you know, his coach, I mean, he, I think he only coached 11 years or so. I mean, it wasn't very long. Um, but the impact that he made under that short notice and, and you never hear anything bad about John Madden, um, from any of these former players, the former broadcast colleagues, uh, their kids, um, never a bad word. Um, so yeah, right. I mean, I mean, like you said, Pat, 85 years old without, when the alert came on the screen, it was like, man, that, that doesn't seem like it should be happening. But again, he lived a good life. You hate seeing, you know, anybody pass away like that, but at least he lived a long 85 years. And, you know, and he, he's always going to be remembered. That's how you know you did something right in your life is when you're being talked for decades and decades after you're gone. Well, right. And like you said, I mean, he he did so much for football. I mean, outside of coaching, I mean, he like he brought up Madden and, uh, you know, every boy growing up from the 90s on, you know, Madden, it's in your blood, you know, Madden, you love it. Some people got away from it, sure, but they've played it before. None of that is possible without Madden's name. You know, I mean, he he 
had so much input on that when it first came out that they put his name on it just to prove to people like, hey, he's involved in this. He wants to be a part of it and it's going places. And look at it. It has. Yeah, and he broke that barrier for sports games. I mean, Madden was the first one that, I mean, obviously the NBA Jam series, right, uh, really took off. But when it comes to the football world, Madden was the one that broke the barrier down and really took off. And, and yeah, you have NBA 2K now and NHL 2K, but really the original of the big name powerhouses that are here today was Madden. And it's, and, um, and honestly, I'm, I would not be opposed for John Madden to be on the cover of the Madden games for the rest of time. Um, you should, I mean, they could do John Madden on the front with a cover athlete on the back. I mean, I think now that he's, especially now that he's yeah. passed, I mean, they, like, I mean, for example, back when they did Madden 25, right, on um, the anniversary edition, they had John Madden on the cover. They need to do, I would like them to do that every year, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, right. Because it's kind of we. I mean, back in the '90s, it was always John Madden, right? It was in John different Madden poses. all the time. Yeah, he was in different poses. He would pose as like a coach. He would hold a football out. I mean, it, it, he was always involved in football back then. It was amazing. But um, so what? What Madden strange. was it? Where I think it was Madden '98 or Madden '99. Actually, it might have been even earlier than that. Um, actually, no, it was, I think it was Madden 90, I think it was 98 or 99. Um, but remember the Madden where, like, when you turn on the game and on the, the original PlayStation, like the PlayStation system. Yeah. You turn on the game and at the very beginning it has, like, the Madden bus driving to the stadium and has, like, the simulating and has, like, Green Bay kicking off to a team. Uh, what Madden was that? Uh, 98. That was 98. They were kicking off to the Cowboys. There you go. So when I was a kid, you know, first starting to realize how to even not really operate a gaming system, but I knew what game was. I wanted to try and play it, whatever. I remember I was at my house, and I put in the game. I pressed the power button, and the bus would come, but I could never figure out to actually get to the game part of it. Yeah. So for like a week and a half, two weeks before I figured it out, every time I played Madden, I really didn't play Madden. It was just watching that damn bus go to the stadium and kicking off, and I thought I was doing something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It was silly. I'm right, but there. Was... I'm right there with you. I was uh, – I remember playing that game very well, actually. I was playing as the the Miami Dolphins, and – I think I played against the – I want to say it was either Cowboys or Steelers that game. And I thought I won 72 to nothing, but it turns out that uh, Dad told me that I got my my butt handed to me. I got I lost 72 to nothing. <laughs> I tried. I thought I won, then I didn't. So it, it was a fun game. I thought I – I thought I would keep in mind when I played it, I was five, maybe, maybe a little bit older than five, but yeah, I didn't have any idea, but I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and I mean, those Madden games, man, even like in the early 2000s, like through 2000, my favorite Madden is still 2004. 
Um, but even like 07 was a really great game. 06 was a great game. 05 when defense finally started being utilized. Um, and don't get me wrong, like the Madden games now, there's some great things to them. But I don't know, maybe it's just because we're getting older, Pat, but it seems like the, and I know you hate that word, right? I, I know I always ruin your night when I say those things, but <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it doesn't feel the same. Like, I don't get the same well, excitement of going to the store and buying Madden like I used to. It has nothing to do with John Madden. This is just a historic, this is a conversation. Um, right. But those it's older it's Madden games, I mean, I remember, you know, going to cut lawns or begging my, my parents for the new Madden game for Christmas. And, right. and just them being so great. And and I don't know. I, maybe, I mean, like I said, it's probably because I'm getting well, older. I'm becoming more of a Scrooge. But I just don't no. get the same feel. Well, I thought about this quite a bit leading up to tonight because I, I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, the reason that the new Maddens don't feel the same as the older ones is because I believe that two things. One, it has less heart now than it did. There's less game modes that are actually fun in the new Maddens, and they want to implement this is the second thing, uh, uh, Madden Ultimate Team. Not everybody wants to play that and give money away for no good reason. I don't want that. I, I don't want that at all. Bring back the Madden cards. Do you remember those? Bring back the Madden cards. Have me unlock all of these historic teams so I can play as them. Bring back, bring back, uh, uh, monsters and, and dummies and sugar buzz. Do you remember those teams? Those yeah, were, those were fun. Fact- in fact, I'm, I'm going to age us here. Um, I remember when they had the European League teams in oh, there, Galaxy man. and so forth. Thunder. You, you could take the Kansas City Chiefs and go against the Galaxy. Right. Absolutely. And it had – the year that I think that it fell off for me was probably – 2016, because I played 2015 with uh, Richard Sherman on the front. And I love that one. But I played 16, and I it felt empty. It felt hollow, like it was missing something. And every Madden since has felt the same. I'd play it for a little while with you or Raceland, and I outside of you know, doing our regular thing of, um, I don't remember the name of what it was called. Oh, but franchise. Franchise, yeah, franchise mode, yeah, yeah. Outside of doing that, I mean, there's nothing to do. I mean, you can well, play it over and over if you want. You can play Ultimate Team if you feel like donating money to EA, but. And you hit the nail on the head there. I think what I meant, and two, I think what you said, it cap- it captures it perfectly for me. Um, Being able to. Playing franchise with your friends is fun. Like, you get to talk about the drafting process, uh, complain about how, when a person wants money. Um, you get to laugh with each other when the occasional guy wants to retire, even though you traded him seven weeks back and he's in your locker room wearing the other team's uniform. Uh, I mean, it, it's just that part's still fun. But I think you hit the nail on the head on this regard is when back in the older Mads, you were able to play one-on-one expeditions by yourself against the computer and have a blast. Um, my favorite in Madden was still the mini camps. Um, you would go and play like a mini game where you'd be 
three on three against the tackling dummies and whoever, uh, capture the flag with the offensive line drill, the quarterback accuracy drill. Um, those were fun. And actually, I'm, I liked 15, but I think the last great Madden game for me was, you know, kind of ironic, but Madden 25, the, the anniversary of the Madden games, the 25th. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that was the last great one. That was what, 2013? Uh, it was 2014. It was, it was 2014 because 2013 Calvin Johnson was on the cover and then they, 14 was 25. Um, that's right. So it, it, again, I mean, I think, and then obviously the one with Richard Sherman was good. I mean, that was a decent game. Um, but I think 16 too is, I think the newer man's one thing I liked is you could control the defensive lineman more. You can do a swim move. You can do a power rush. Um, but yeah, like you said, when it comes to just playing at your house on the, like by yourself, it doesn't have the same feel. It so. really doesn't. It, it really doesn't have the same feel. And that's a shame. I, I just wish that EA would come to realize, hey, maybe we need to rethink Madden, take a year off, rebuild it a little bit, give it more structure, give it more game modes that people actually care about as opposed to donating money away. And don't just copy and paste either, because that's been a thing in the past that I don't like. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it's the same. I mean, I think they add minimal um, additions to the uh, the, fran- the game franchise. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I I I don't know, man. I think it's just one of those things to where that's the way it is now. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, again, I, we could be Scrooges and everyone else likes it, but um, I don't know. I'm still going to buy it, okay, like, just to play the franchise for a few a while. Like, it's worth, like, especially if you split it with a friend and game share, it's worth the price. Um, In that instance, it is worth the price. I don't think it's worth 60 every year. No, dude. No, it's not. I mean, it, it, it's not because it's, it's generally the same game with a couple additions. I mean, unlike the old days where it was – a lot of it was the same, but a lot of it was different as well. They added a good mix of it. But one thing right. that we occurred this weekend, um, a lot of teams clinching playoff bursts. Um, a lot of the same teams, um, ironically, but a lot of teams winning and clinching playoff bursts. In fact, Dallas was able to clinch a playoff berth before, before they even took the field Sunday night. But mm-hmm. as we all know, that really didn't matter because they laid the smackdown, like The Rock would say. <laughs> football team, a game where I don't know why Washington is still in primetime football this time of the year. Um, but if you're wondering, mm-hmm. are officially clinched for the playoffs and the AFC, really not a whole lot. On the AFC-wise, the Kansas City Chiefs the only team that's clinched a playoff berth. But the NFC, a lot of teams. I mean, entering this week, we had that talk um, about playoff positioning and whatnot. Um, but this week, Dallas clinching their division. Um, Green Bay clinching their division. Uh, Tampa Bay clinching their division, and the Rams and Arizona Cardinals both clinching a playoff berth, but still battling out for the uh, NFC West divisional title. Um, the Rams currently lead that race at 11 and four, while Arizona sits at 10 and four, uh, 10 and five, excuse me. So, um, I mean, a lot of teams. I mean, a lot of teams still vying for that for those playoff spots. Obviously, Cleveland's still in the mix. They have a couple crucial games this week. Um, in the next couple of weeks leading up, I think they have the uh, – they got Pittsburgh this week, right? 
They got Pittsburgh they're, and Cincinnati. Yeah. So they're going to need a lot of help to win, though, or get in the playoffs. Um, not really. I mean, the, the division's still up for grabs. I think Eric, uh, Baltimore, I mean, I think, let me well, see. Cincinnati's nine and six. You're seven and eight. You went out. If Cincinnati loses one game and you went out, you would win the division if Baltimore loses the game because you would have, I mean, if you go nine and, you know, nine and eight and Baltimore goes nine and eight or eight and nine, I mean, they're not in the clear because who knows what their status is at roster wise. That division for Cleveland, I mean, granted, a lot of things have to go their way. First of all, they have to win out, right? Um, but they're the still problem. not out of it. But that's the biggest problem, though, is they have to win the games. <clears throat> I I don't think they do. I think they beat Pittsburgh. I'm not sure about Cincinnati. Um, I don't think they beat Pittsburgh. I think they beat Cincinnati, but not Pittsburgh. Big Ben in Pittsburgh always always has Cleveland's number no matter what it is. Last year was a – I don't want to call it a fluke because it wasn't. It was a good Browns team that played Pittsburgh, but it was a once-in-a-while opportunity for the Browns to do that. Um, either way, I think they lose one of those games, and I don't think they get in this year. So I mean, and, and I think the one that loses Cincinnati, in my personal opinion. But I, I, again, I mean that game on Christmas, man, they kept it close. Um, obviously a controversial call at the end of the game where it should have been flagged. But the reality yeah. is I, they weren't calling anything. Um, when it comes to passing interference, the whole game. Um, True. And that's what I mean. Uh, and fans have every right to be mad at that call. I mean, it should have been called. I know even the next day, I forget who said it, but they said they got screwed. Um, and fair enough, they, that play screwed them, but it's hard to say one call screwed them because the Baker threw four, three, he still threw three interceptions up to that point. So, right. Again, it, and it's not like, but again, they got to make those calls, right? If it's that obvious, they have to make them that NFL officiating this year. I mean, I'm not, it's nothing personal, but it, I mean, look at social media, look at everybody. It's look at the players. I mean, they, it's, it's getting worse and they got to address it. Um, so hopefully they, they do. Have it, they have to, man. It's because it's becoming a consistent thing now. Right. Uh, every it, it, it's every week, and, and look, I get it. They're human beings. Like they're they're doing. Like I get it. Everything's not going to be perfect. But when you're doing the same mistakes and costing teams games, right? You have to be held responsible to a point as well. My issue with it is, and here's my issue. This has been my issue. I've been on social media about it. I've said it to you guys. My issue is this. When a referee misses a call that changes the game and the player goes on the press conference and calls them out, like, hey, they missed that call. The NFL doesn't go look into the call and and, and see what they've done and, and try to fix it. No, what they do is they find the player thousands of dollars. Like, I'm sorry, right. You should not be finding the player when everyone at home is seeing what he's saying. You know, he, exactly. it's not like he's judging the guy personally. It ain't like it's a discrimination of character. He's literally saying, dude, that was a bad call. They shouldn't have made it. I mean, right. they need to start worrying about fixing the issues. And and I'm not saying firing officials, um, but maybe, I don't know, making, making them full-time for one. The NFL officials should be full-time employees. You're a billion-dollar organization. 
It should be a full-time job. That's number one. And then once Mm -hmm. that happens, they should be learning teaching them and grooming them, right? Like NFL teams do, watch film. Get better at your craft, right? And then let's make the game a better product to watch that's not in the hands of officials. Look, it's human nature. It's going to be in the hands of officials somewhat. But it shouldn't be the the aiming point of a play. Like that play – Obviously, should have been called. He tucked the jersey. I mean, literally, he grabbed and pulled in front of the defender. Everyone saw it. Right. Officiating shouldn't be the deciding factor of a winning team. No. <laughs> right. In- That's. I mean, it, like I agree with everything you just said. Make them full time. You've got to watch film, get better, and if you don't, there's going to be repercussions, whether it be fines or if you are a repeat offender, you get fired probably depending on you know, how bad you are, because it's a job just like any other. And I'm going to be honest with you, Pat. I think one thing that – one rule change I would like to start – and I'm, I'm, I'm probably the minority, and I'm not really sure if I really want this rule yet, but it's a thought that's been coming to my mind more and more, is the rule of a coach can't challenge under two minutes. Because there's yeah. some – is where they need to be reviewed and the and New York doesn't buzz in. And I'm sorry, but if it's close enough and the coach wants to challenge it because he might be right, maybe you should start allowing it. If you have a timeout and you want to challenge it, make it what I, I I get it, I'm probably the minority and I'm not completely sold on that. But why is the last two minutes of a game different than the last fifty four minutes of a ball game? I, I I'm starting to really lean towards that side. Um for case in point I mean, this. Well, I. You see interceptions that could be. Yeah. You see it, it, and fumbles like, and sometimes New York doesn't buzz down, man. And I'm starting to think maybe that should be a rule they look at. Right. Right. I think that they need to do that more often, as opposed to, well, we'll do it every once in a while. No, no, no. If you see something, you immediately jump in there. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to get in there and make the decision. Yeah. And I don't want to hear any of this, oh, well, it's under the two minutes. I don't care. Fair is fair. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. I mean, it, that's the thing. I mean, it, 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 at some point, I mean, I, I get it. And also, it, it's the, the whole thing of, well, it's going to make the game longer. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying do it every drive. Like, but my my thing is if it's in a critical moment in the game mainly in the last two minutes if if they're dry if it's a close ball game in the last two minutes that's a critical moment it should be reviewed at that point fans won't care the fans are gonna be like we want this game to be determined fairly right and right I know there's sometimes where right. we don't get that but I mean we'll probably just we can talk to a blue in the face on that topic it probably will never change. Well, true. Yeah, we'll never really, we'll never really understand officiating for sure. But hopefully, they'll be able to uh, get it resolved soon. Well, one thing that the Carolina Panthers are doing to see if they can get results soon is they are starting Sam Darnold this week, according to Matt Rule. Really, I mean, Sam Darnold. That's- Sam Darnold, I mean, look, look Sam didn't have a half this week. I think he had, he had over 190 yards passing, uh, 15, he had 15 completions. I mean, 
I'm looking it up now. I'm trying to look it up, but my ESPN app's not really wanting to cooperate. But I mean, look, I mean, you had to make a change. I mean, Cam Newton wasn't doing anything for you. I mean, he was 15 yeah, for 32 for 190 yards. Well, he had, he had that one pretty good game when he came back. But other than that, I mean, it's been very up and down, mostly down. Well, like I told Raceland, too, and I think I might have told you is this as well. When the first game back, that's the most likely scenario of him going off. You know why? Because no one knows what they're going to do with him back in that role. It's a new head coach, unlike Ron Rivera, right? It's Matt Rule. Cam Newton's coming back. They don't know what they're going to do with him in that system. All right? He did really well that first week. But what happens is when you get film of, hey, this is what they're going to do. This is what we're thinking to do according to based on what we saw last week. Then you can make adjustments. Ever since teams have made adjustments, he has not been the same. Right. I mean, Ken Newton as a starter is done. His yeah. that side of his career is done. Um, no, I think the only team he can go start for right now is probably Washington. Yeah, but, but yeah. So can other team people like? Well, Seattle uh, might pick him up, uh, depending on what happens with Russell. No, Seattle. I mean, if they lose Russell Wilson, they're going to go after. They're going to go after someone. I mean, honestly, when you bring up Seattle, they're eliminated from playoff contention. I think it's only the first or second time since Russell Wilson's been the quarterback. Uh, yeah. Pete Carroll's hitting 70. Um, I can see them being a complete rebuild. I can see them changing hands. I, I can see them saying, we're going to move on from Pete Carroll. Thanks for the run. A lot of memories, but it's time. Um, right. The team has not really progressed the last couple of years. They made the playoffs last year, but, I mean, Let's be all realistic about it. When was the last time Seattle came into the season saying that's a legit Super Bowl team? It's Probably been, 2015. Right, since the Legion of Boom. So, right. It's not like the, it has the same aura as it did. Um, Russell Wilson's clearly not happy. The reports came out last year, and then there's rumors going around this year that he's going to be wanting a trade again. Um, it might be time for a complete rebuild in Seattle. You had a good oh, deck. Yeah. Like, You've had Russell Wilson since 2012. You've had almost 10 years of success. You went to two Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl. I mean, that's not a failure. I mean, you can't look back and say that was a failure. You won their Super Bowl and went to two. Um, right. Unfortunately, I think that the, the window is closed, and you might have to do a complete change. You might have to. And like you said, Pete Carroll is approaching 70 quickly. And I, to me, this was – Definitely a goodbye year for him. They didn't make the playoffs. He, they did not look good at all. They just completely gave up. And like you said, they had a good decade. They won a Super Bowl and reached a few. But Russ is on his way out. I think Pete is to definitely rebuild material there. And they could do it with the right people. I, I think, I don't know if. Russ stays if they get a coach that he likes or not. I mean, dude, I, I because he's battled with that front office before too about getting linemen to help him, but I don't know. I mean, you would think it had to be a complete GM change too, right? I mean, it's the that'd be my bet. But again, if you're if you're if you're Russell, I mean, let's let's be realistic here. There's only a handful of teams to where you can be traded and be competitive if you're Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like, realistically, right? Um, I, I, 
I know I throw this team out a lot, and I apologize for your sake. Um, but the Browns, like, you trade yeah. to the Browns, um, but what would the Browns have to give up? Um, Quite a bit, probably. You'd probably give up two first-rounders. Maybe a probably. first and an additional fourth or fifth, right? Um, or I got a better solution, Pat. What if you trade Baker and Russell head up and then add a couple, maybe add a, a draft pick in there? I would. I want it. I would love it. But like, here's the problem. The Browns aren't on his list of tradable teams, and he has a no-trade clause. Yeah, well, who, who, I mean, so since you know the list, I mean, who, who's on the list? Um, I need to find it again. Because that might change since last year, because, I mean, Miami is probably on it. Guess what? They seem pretty happy with Tua, considering what they're doing the last seven games. Uh, he said, okay, there's four teams that he said. I, I found it. Okay. Uh, Adam Schefter is the one who uh, reported on it back in February of this year. Okay. He said that uh, Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade. His agent, Mark Rogers, told ESPN, Wilson has told the Seahawks he wants to play in Seattle, but if a trade were considered, the only teams he would go to are the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Of those four, only two really need quarterbacks. Raiders, uh-huh. maybe. The Saints and the, and, and the uh, Raiders. <laughs> but but the Raiders, like, they've been with Derek Carr, so unless, I, I mean, that one is kind of iffy. And um, if you're Russell, you might be thinking differently, considering you don't know the the, the change over there. Um, right. So out of the one is the Saints. Like, but right. it's what? Can the Saints even afford them? Because they're in salary cap hell because they paid everybody, and now they're recovering. That's why they're in the situation they're in, because they right. had to pay people money. So you can't really afford that. If you're Russell Wilson and you want out of Seattle, and this is all he say, she say, right? This is all just speculation. But the Browns are the best option. You got you have three good receivers. You have the best running back tandem. Um, they can still pay you, especially if they get Baker off the books in a trade. Um mm-hmm. you'd be behind one of the best offensive lines in the in the in the NFL. And oh by the way, you have a great defense backing you up, i.e. uh Legion of Boom. Not as good as Legion of Boom, but still pretty good. Yeah, we just why need a would better you, why wouldn't you look at that? Right. And that's what I don't really understand, but I mean I only he can tell what goes on inside his head. As uh, as far as teams go, um, a lot of people are also saying Rodgers to Cleveland. I I I don't think Aaron Rodgers goes to Cleveland. As much as it would be cool, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is definitely not going to Cleveland. I I don't think. Well, so. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers coming out just within a few, I mean, just a little bit. Um, this is on. I'm looking at this on around the NFL's Twitter page, um, which is there on NFL.com as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers, and they're quoting this, I wouldn't rule that out on retiring. This is on him retiring at the end of the year. I wouldn't. All right, so still recording, so I'm just going to continue. It kicked me off for some reason. Gotta love it. But no, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, look, I mean, if retire, if he goes and wins the Super Bowl and he's already made that quote saying that it's, uh, Retiring at the end of the year is a possibility. He hasn't ruled it out. 
Um, if he goes wins the Super Bowl, he might be done. That might be a good way to ride off in the sunset. It might. It definitely might be. But if he doesn't win it, I, I don't really know where he goes from there. <clears throat> It'd be hard not to stay in Green Bay. I mean, he looks pretty happy to me. Now, yeah. I mean, and and if Devontae Adams stays, I mean, look, I mean, I get it. He was upset. I mean, rightfully so. They've done a lot of questionable moves when it comes to not building around him. But at the end of the day, he's been there for all this time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I don't know. I I mean, you're having – it looks like you're having a great time. I don't know what's inside his head, but – I mean, think about it. The only player that we've seen move teams this late in his career is Tom Brady. Um, and granted, it treated him well, but, I mean, he went to a pretty good scenario. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to wait and see at the end of it. Uh, well, off season rather. But um, I don't know. I don't th- – I, I could see him retiring, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, if they if he wins it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one. But one thing I wanted to get your opinion on. I already got Bryson's opinion through text, and he agrees with me. Uh, as far as bowl game forfeits, well, with COVID and everything, obviously. Do you also agree that whoever forfeits the game also forfeits the dub and the other school gets that money to pay for all the expenses and stuff? Because a lot of a lot of people from North Carolina State flew all the way out there in order to see that team and then just four hours before game time Oh hey, we're you know we're, we're we got COVID on the defensive side. You know we don't feel like it'd be fair, so we're we're just gonna forfeit. I get it, things happen, but they went to SeaWorld two days prior. Did you can't you can't justify that? Well, I'm gonna say this, and they went to SeaWorld, but did the outbreak occur after SeaWorld? I mean, and and the four people, you know, if the bowl was in Orlando, right, or Tampa in that area. So, um, if people have to understand is this, right? This is new variant out there, more contagious, but less than what the doctors say. It's less, it's more mild symptoms, but it's more contagious. Um, I think what people have to understand is when they go to these bowl trips, right, they're there for a while, so, I mean, it's very right. possible that it could happen while they're there. Um, I disagree with the statement of you should – it should be a no contest. No team wins, no team loses. It's a no contest. Um, the people I feel – I think if if you're the bowl game, I don't think the – I think if they travel and they make an effort and, and it, COVID hits, maybe they should it, – it's one of those things to where everyone loses money on every scenario. So it, it sucks for everybody. Um, but really, if you're a fan and you travel out there, um, I mean, the bowl game obviously is going to refund you and your money. I mean, and 
and from that point on, it kind of you're out of it, right? Um, it, I don't. It's hard to justify saying, well, this team should forfeit if one team has COVID. Because case in point, I mean, Miami had to forfeit their game. They it was to the point to where they ever half the team was on. It seemed like I mean, they couldn't have a team to play. Like right. so, at that point, why and and then this is certain. I mean, now there's some teams that pulled out weeks before the end. Miami waited to last second, whatever. But if a team doesn't have enough players to play and they really don't, and they, they wait to the last second because they really wanted to play. It's hard. to It's hard to put blame on them. Like it, it's, it's, I'm, it, I'm sure they'd rather play the game than have COVID issues. Um, sure. And I get it. This is all speculation because of the, the whole college football playoff thing. Well, if you can win the game, I disagree with that too. I, I, I think if you're in the final four, um, COVID should not be a reason why, you, unless it's blatantly mishandled. But if a team just so happens to have it, then you should be able to work with them like the NFL does. Why, if the if, if NFL can do it, why can't you? You're going to get the same viewers. You're still going to get your money. Um, right. But I don't know. I, I see where you're coming from. And, and I, 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 I think the, the wins losses in the bowl game really doesn't matter, right? Let's be right now. It doesn't matter. Um, it's nice getting the checks for the schools, but in your scenario, it doesn't matter. I think what matters is the the travel expenses from the D1 programs going to the bowl game. Um, but again, I mean th- that's accounted for in their budget, right? They, I mean, it sucks they lose it, but I really care about the fans that spend their hard-earned money as well, and the bowl game sponsor and the bowl games itself. Because what happens is if the bowl game loses money. Um, then you might not have that game next year. I feel for that, the, 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 organize, the organizers for them, and I feel for the fans that spend their hard-earned money and potentially might be the first time they see that team because they're in their 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 region. Um, I feel bad for them. Those are the people who are really losing. Like, granted, the the, the student-athletes lose out too, but well, and I, and I hope no one's really sick. I hope, if, I hope it's all mild symptoms if they contract it and hope they get better, but – I don't know. It's just it's hard for me to say. Well, this team should not get anything, especially if they traveled there and it just didn't work out. Right. Well, I I agree with that. I do. I just I guess I'm more on the side of the people who had to pay to fly out there should be reimbursed for everything because that that sucks. Yeah, and that's especially, especially four hours before. Oh yeah, and and but to that point too is I think if anything it should be refunded their their money um, for the bowl game, uh, right? But it's hard to when it comes to flying out and hotels, it, you can't. It's hard for them to reimburse that. I mean, it's just almost impossible. And I right. and here's the point: I'm, I'm saying that I would be extremely bummed out if it happened to me. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but but. You have to take that consideration when you're spending all this money and going to a game. And the world we live in, and you know how rapid. Look at the NFL. Um, if, if if you have to realize, hey, if I'm spending thousands of dollars to go to this bowl game, you have to take right. in consideration what if it gets canceled? Because look how many bowl games were already canceled. Um. So at that point, it's like, you know, you still have the option. Granted, you wanted to go to the game. That's why you're going there. It sucks. 
but you still have the option of making the most of the trip by doing other things in the city. Um, it's just a, everyone loses in that situation. There's no winner of it. Um, and that's the unfortunate part. I mean, that's, it, it sucks for everybody. The, the city it's in because of the lost revenue from the fans, the bowl game and the organizers because they don't have a game, the two programs involved because they're, they lose out on the opportunity to play in a bowl game. And the fans, everyone loses in that scenario, and it sucks. Right. It does. It's it can't be helped, really. I mean, you you never you can't plan on getting it right. Like, oh well, yeah, I'll get it after the bowl game. It's out of our control. So things happen, and you know, we we move on, but. And, but, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, too, Pat. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it has anything to do with the COVID outbreaks or whatever. But I I, I'm, I can say this as honest as can be. I have not watched one bowl game this year. Not one. I, I've watched. I want to say I watched one. I, no. No, I haven't. I haven't watched one. And I think part of the problem is if here's the problem with the bowl games. If you look at the bowl schedule, look how many are during the workday and look how many are late at night. Right. That has to change, I think. It does. It's got to change. I know it probably won't, but it something's got to give on that to where they get more views because right now they cannot be getting what they want view wise. I'm sure. I mean, I, I mean, I've said at the end of the year we could pull up the 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 um, ratings, but no, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna be locked in on the playoffs this Friday. That's honestly that's what I care about right now. Miami had to cancel their bowl game. I'm all in the playoffs. Like, yeah, uh, two great games Friday. I mean, Cincinnati and, and Alabama. Now, obviously, Alabama's favored in that game. We and everyone speculates how that's gonna end up. But it's still a great storyline. Is Cincinnati making their, the first ever non-power five in the playoff game? Um, and imagine, dude, Im- imagine this, Pat. I think picture this scenario. I know we all have been saying, you know, Cincinnati. I mean, they deserve to get in, but you know, we all the he say she say power five, non-power five. Imagine this: if Cincinnati in the fourth quarter is in striking distance of beating Alabama, ninety. Five percent of this country are going to be Cincinnati Bearcat fans. Of course, absolutely. So that itself is making me excited for that game. Right, right. Me too. I mean, I I know better though. I I think that Bama is going to roll away with it, especially in the second half. Uh, the, the game that I'm most interested in is definitely Michigan-Georgia, though. I, I believe Michigan could take Georgia. I think so, too. Um, I think – I but here's my thing, too, is I don't know if Michigan can do it on the ground. Um, Georgia's run defense has been pretty good all year round, and even against the Alabama team, they only allowed 90 yards on the ground. Um, right. The, the, the way that Alabama dominated Georgia was through the air. Um, I don't know if Michigan has that type of 
air raid talent, right? I don't know. I don't think they have the best receiver. I don't think they have better receivers than Bama. I don't think they have the, as good of a passing quarterback um, as uh, uh, Bryce Young. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, how they look at Alabama. I mean Georgia and attack that team, right? Um, but again, also, how does Georgia? How, Michigan has a pretty good defense. Um, so how does uh, that? This is a matchup to where it's going to be interesting. It, this is a chess match. I think this game is a chess match. Um, yeah. I think more so than the last game we talked about. I think the last game we talked about, um, it's a Cinderella story game. Um, it's like the one versus 16. No, no disrespect, but it's Alabama who's been in this thousands of times, hundreds of times, right? In this situation, and Cincinnati, it's their first time. Um, so, and then you have this game to where it's, what's going to happen? How are they going to attack each other? Right? How is Michigan going to utilize? I'm, I'm, I can't wait, dude. Um, I can't wait. I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, anything can happen in those games, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm just glad that there hasn't been any, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I'm excited to watch a bowl game. I mean, that's not on it. 1130 at night. So that's what I'm excited for. Well, I'm, I'm used to watching games at almost midnight. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say this. I'm not really worried about it because I'm used to it, (laughs) but I, I get it. You know, most people over here, you know, they, they watch noon games and call it a day. But being a USC fan on the East Coast, eh, it's rather difficult most days. Oh, man, I have something great to show you when we get done with this. Oh, my goodness. Okay. God. I'm excited. Oh, my God. On that note, um, wow. Lovely. On that note, um, we'll get more into the playoff games in the next episode, I'm sure. Hopefully, I think, hopefully we can get Raceland on. I know his week's been kind of hectic when it comes to his schedule. Um, so hopefully we can get him on and talk playoff games before the games actually play. Um, but until then, that was Pat. I'm James. We'll see you here next time on your favorite football podcast.